0: Welcome back to the fittest podcast in Oakland. Today, Ben and Nick discuss how you should feel your workouts, whether you should be eating before workout or post-workout, and how the food that you intake dictates your goals, your performance in the gym, and many other factors. So sit back, enjoy, and learn how eating before workouts and eating after workouts might be the best thing for you. All right, here we are, another podcast. Today, I have Nick joining me. So this is Ben, and I have Nick. Nick, say hi. Hello, (laughs) hello, hello. There he is. And we are talking about fueling your workouts. So we've had a couple of questions of the day asking people what they do post-workout, what they do pre-workout, how they eat food surrounding their workout, and what that entails. So today we're going to talk some goals, what you should do maybe pre-workout, what you should do post-workout, and the reasoning kind of thought process behind our recommendations, and then a suggestion to experiment and see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So, let's jump right in. So Nick, when I talk about fueling workouts, what comes to mind for you?
1: I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, food, of course, right? That is the fuel we are talking about. Wait, so no gas? (laughs) No gas, man. Fuel, maybe a little bit of water, lots of water, of course. But those are the two (laughs) big things that people need for their workouts and sometimes don't quite get.
0: So you're saying I have to have something in the tank to be able to push my so-called motor when I work out?
1: Motor doesn't work when it's empty. Ah! Everybody knows that, hopefully. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful.
0: So that kind of will help you figure out what we're talking in nutrition here and how to kind of take that and tailor it to your workouts. So first, let's talk goals. So one goal for most of us is body composition. So what does that mean, Nick?
1: Well, pretty simple, right? Do we want to lose weight, maybe lose some fat, or do we want to get all swole, put on a bunch of muscle and be that beefcake that we've all been you know, striving for? Everybody's got different goals, but those are usually the two big ones.
0: Yeah, and how you fuel your workouts directly impacts your body composition. You can fuel it one way, and it can change your body composition. You can fuel it another way, and it can change your body composition a different way. Both can have an impact on your overall success in changing body composition. That's why we talk about fueling it. What about workout performance, Nick? Workout performance.
1: Food, again, is what's gonna drive that. If you come into a workout and you're feeling hungry before that workout, I think it's happened to the best of us. We all know that that's usually a struggle unless we you know, stuff a bar or a banana down our throats. Um, but that is like kind of the end all be all, right? If that food and fuel isn't there, then that performance is not gonna be at its peak.
0: Exactly, I think about it in two examples. First example, most often when I find a client is nauseous, Um, spinning, dizzy, anything like that. There are some cases where it's stress and sleep induced, of course. But more often than not, it is a client who has decided to drink just a cup of coffee and walk into the gym. And at that point, their system is so kind of sprung on the coffee, but their stomach doesn't have anything to settle in it. And it's usually early in the morning, which leads to a crappy experience in a workout. The other example I see is my evening folks i've seen folks who usually can push and push and will tell me i have all the gas in the tank we can think of the best people who work out all the time but maybe it's one of those days where they go to work stress out get slammed by 19 zoom meetings throughout the day go from one meeting to another miss this grab a snack here but half eat it and then try and crush a 14 minute amrap and you just see them struggling and kind of not performing anywhere where they would like to. That is usually based on some type of fueling, and, or lack thereof of fueling,
1: right? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm super glad you mentioned the coffee too, because the amount of times that, you know, I mean some clients obviously don't know this, but the amount of times, the first question I ask when someone's dragging like that is, well, what have you had to eat today? And if it's in the morning, sometimes it'll be, oh, I had coffee. And I don't drink coffee, so first of all, I don't get the hype. <laughs> second, second of all, Coffee, it's not really fuel, it's got caffeine in it, it'll wake you up by any means, but the nutrients and all of the calories that you get from food, they're just not there in coffee. So yeah, you might be a little caffeinated up, but you're not really fueled, and that's a big myth that I think a lot of people fall into. Yes, and yes, even
0: those of you who put other things in your coffee besides just the black wonderfulness that is coffee, still doesn't quite count as fuel.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, try work again. Try working out on like a cup of milk, because that's usually what's getting added. Are you making a Ron Burgundy reference
0: about milk <laughs> being a bad choice, Nick? Because <laughs> I completely agree with you. Milk is a bad choice. Milk is
1: usually a great choice.
0: Post not, workout. Not not pre-workout. Workout. <laughs> that's for sure. Not pre-workout. <laughs> And we'll actually get into that later, don't worry, and we'll talk about when maybe milk or dairy might be a good idea and when it might be a bad idea. Absolutely. All right, so we talked body composition, we talked workout performance, and when we say workout performance, I wanna also caveat that of just making workouts not feel shitty. You know, maybe you don't care about how heavy you can lift or how many reps you can do or beating so-and-so in the workout. Maybe you're just here to move, but one of the things that can help you move and feel better is having fuel in the system. So you don't feel like crap when you have to do the workout or when I yell at you to go a little faster on your burpees. You're like, no, okay, I can. I actually feel a little better today. That's what we're trying to help with. So maybe you're like, nah, I don't care about any of those performance metrics or any of that. Great. This will help you survive workouts and feel better when you do them. So you walk out the door feeling better than when you walked in. Which I think for 99% of us, that's the goal most days. So that's what we mean by that type of workout performance. Recovery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what I think about when immediately when I think about recovery is how does the body handle the stressors that it's given to us? If there's no fuel to feed muscles and build the system or there's no you know, calories to kind of ingest, recuperate, start the hormone function, you name it, it's going to happen through good food, right? So if it's not there, it's not happening so nick what does that mean in terms of recovery if there's no fuel
1: there's no recovery without fuel period i mean the food again is what is going to drive those post-workout adaptations if you're not consuming calories after you have burned calories right you're not replacing what we've lost and it sounds really simple but Again, that is something that a lot of times just kind of gets put on the back burner, right? We all got lives that are busy and happening and sometimes getting a full meal after your workout just can be put you know, off to the side when it really, really needs to be like your first thought post-workout. It's also
0: where if you're always sore from workouts, you might not be getting enough fuel because your body is not recovering from the stressors you are handing in so if we would like to adapt and be able to overcome those stressors we need building blocks we need fuel you know we we've talked about protein in the past we've talked about carbohydrates in the past so refer to those podcasts but if they're not in the system systems not recovering so guess what you walk around really sore the next day it's why you see athletes eating post-workout or you know the best example was people would wonder why lebron james was getting handed a shake before he went and did his interviews. It's exactly that point. So we can do a back-to-back. You know, Steph does it all the time. We see him drinking something and that's literally what he's doing. He is getting ready to play the next night. So maybe, maybe you're not Steph Curry, which is fine, but you would like to not be so solo post-work.
1: Totally. I think the classic example too is like when Michael Phelps first came out and said that he was eating like 20,000 calories a day and everybody thought that was so ridiculously insane, which it is a hell of a lot of calories, but when you really factor in how hard he was working, how many hours he was spending in the pool, I'd say 20,000 calories is a very appropriate number <laughs> for spending six hours swimming and lifting weights all day.
0: Yeah, you're gonna, have, you're gonna need something to help you recover and you're gonna need something to boost your performance. So that's where the calories come in. All right, last but not least, this is probably Nick and I I's probably favorite reason for why you want to fuel your workouts or why fueling around your workouts matters. Sustainability or enjoyment of life.
1: It's huge. I mean, I don't know how people, like, you know, you ever meet some people that are like, yeah, I'm not really like that much of a food person. Like, (laughs) food is the best thing on the planet. You You know, drinking, of course, too, having a beer every now and then, that's great. But like, food is where I mean, for me at least, like I could eat all day, different things, anything like that. And I've never been on a diet myself, I gotta just come out and say that (laughs) right now. Um, But having that, you know, little extra leeway that you get from your workouts to kinda maybe indulge a little bit more, of course we don't wanna encourage too much on here, but just having that little extra window that, you know, the burning of those calories so you can go out and maybe eat a little more you know, like I said, indulgently, then you might not working out. You know, that's real big. What I immediately think of is this is your um, buffer.
0: This is your little bit of extra. So when the piece of cake comes out at the birthday party, you don't feel bad because you know you worked really hard and you, if you eat it, it'll get put to use in your workouts. For me, it's this allows me to have gummy bears because I know it's going to fuel my workouts, it's going to help my performance in my workout. I'm going to push a little harder. And I enjoy a good gummy bear here and there so that's kind of what I think about it and you know while we could talk a whole bunch of things with overall calorie intake and these types of things what we always want to remember is we want to enjoy life so there is something to the if I work out I get x reward I won't say it's the perfect psychology or anything like that but there is something to that there is scientific evidence to that and we should respect that and what? Sometimes that's a great reason to enjoy a
1: cookie post workout. Absolutely. And something, again, that is a little more scientific, and I don't want to get too much into it, but you know, especially with strength training, lifting weights, your body is going to be burning calories throughout the day. Even when you're not exercising, your body is going to be continuing to burn calories, which is incredible news. And again, it doesn't mean you should be stuffing your face with everything you see in front of you, but while your body's burning calories, you can eat maybe a little bit more than you, know, you might normally be able to exactly
0: and i think that leads us into our second point here is first and foremost you, know, you have your goals in mind whatever that is better workout performance body composition changes recovering better from workouts in the day being able to enjoy a sustainable life this all calibrates into what we call overall intake so how much are you eating throughout the day and all of that and is it aligning with one your goals and two your caloric burn right So while we are not machines, the rules and thermodynamics and laws of physics, so calories in, calories out, matter. Now, there's a whole complex thing around that, so I'm gonna ignore that right now and just say, that matters. So however you wanna do that, we can talk that, we can talk hormone function to you all day long, we can talk all those other pieces, parts. Bottom line is, the laws of thermodynamics apply. So you gotta pay attention to it. So with that said, What do we mean by overall intake, Nick, for exercise?
1: That's a great question. Again, overall intake is just the amount of food and calories that you are taking in to fuel your body. Uh, And we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, um, but basal metabolic rate. Sounds like a big fancy phrase, but all the basal metabolic rate is, and if you don't know what this is, please Google it, folks is that is the amount of calories you need just to not die. If you're just sitting on the couch all day doing nothing, watching TV for 12 hours straight, that basal metabolic rate is gonna be the number of calories you need not to start having your body eat itself, all right? And it is a little bit higher of a number than I think some people expect. And having that intake, again, just to fuel your body, is, again, you need it when you're just sitting on the couch. You're definitely gonna need it if you're gonna go and hit a CrossFit Wad multiple times a week.
0: And this is where, like, I tell people, fueling your workouts is important, all of that. But again, if the overall intake is not set right, either to support muscle gain and body kind of growth, or by, you know, leanness and muscle sustainment, so a little bit under in a calorie deficit, then that's where the changes happen, right? So we just have to be careful with overall intake of, are we, where are we at versus what we're taking out? And how do we want to adjust up and down? Now the good news is, that doesn't have to be a massive adjustment, right? Nick was talking about 200 calories up or down can cause a change, especially per day. Because if you look at that over a week, seven days times 200, that's 1400 calories. So that's a 1400 calorie deficit. Or that's a 1400 calorie surplus, which in turn, I can't remember the math off the top of my head. I can Google this and give you the answer later. But there is a number of, I think it's anywhere from 500 to 1,000 calories over the week that will add or subtract potentially a pound a week or things like that. So if we're trying to lose just maybe a pound a month or gain a pound a month, that's huge, especially because the inaccuracies of all this, you have that leeway left and right. So maybe you are within that boundary but you're consistently getting below great the weight will start to come down maybe you're eating above that boundary great that means the muscle will start to build and all that now can you do both in in different settings yes it's challenging we're not going to get into that today but there's a whole lot of things that we can trick and work through that the bigger thing though is if you're not eating enough to support your goals either in that calorie deficit or in that calorie surplus the next pieces we talk about matter as much. So of course make sure you're eating enough, make sure you are eating the right amounts um, and what that looks like for your goals which is all going to be different for people. I can tell you right now if you're trying to lose weight you probably need to eat a little bit more than you think you do uh, because most people under eat and don't realize it.
1: Absolutely. Which can
0: cause a whole bunch of issues when we talk about his the metabolic rate. Yeah. Which if you don't understand that that's the biggest thing that's cutting, pulling the calories out, not your workouts.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm glad you said that because, yeah, your body is always, always, always gonna burn muscle before it burns fat. Period. Doesn't matter what kind of diet you're on, doesn't matter how little you're eating, intermittent fasting, all that stuff. Your body needs fat to survive. It doesn't really need as much muscle. And when we look at your body, again, from just kind of like how it needs to function, um, if you're not fueling it enough to burn your own fat, that's a major problem. Like, so please, folks. Don't forget to eat. Well, and it's the the best example of that is the analogy of nobody
0: mows their lawn when their house is on fire. <laughs> exactly. So you won't maintain your muscle if the rest of your body isn't getting enough of what it needs. The body's gonna look at what's the hardest thing to maintain? It's muscle mass. That's why you see bodybuilders eating so much or anybody like that, they're eating so much food when they're gaining weight. That it is legitimately that hard to maintain it. Absolutely. So that's why Michael Phelps was eating 20,000 calories a day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Some people will wake up at two in the morning and just eat cottage cheese. <laughs> Please don't be those people. But yes, <laughs> if you're trying to put on muscle, again, that's a very, very extreme example, but that is a thing. Yes, and the same thing goes for
0: those who are trying to put on muscle. Yeah. If you're not in a surplus, you're not eating enough, Exactly. most right. likely. So check in on those goals. Ah, so we talked to overall intake. You eat before a workout, Nick?
1: Believe it or not, I do. I do (laughs) eat before a workout. Again, for me, the timing can be a little different um, depending on the day, right? Again, we're all busy. Things change schedule-wise. But there is never a workout that I approach on an empty stomach. I, not trying to sound too lazy here, will sometimes skip a workout if I know that my meal and calorie intake is all messed up. So, again, that's just something that, again, we all gotta do, eat before your workouts. So, I I want folks to understand this.
0: I am not saying do what some of my teenagers have done in the past, go grab a 7-Eleven hot dog, walk into the gym eating that hot dog because you haven't eaten anything all day and try and do your work. It's gonna lead to bad days. It's bad. (laughs) But I'm also not saying don't wait 12 hours, have barely eaten anything, and then try and do High intensity exercise. It's usually what happens here. Most of us work out at a level that we cannot conversate while we're working out. Um, if you don't ever get to that point, we need to have a bigger conversation, conversation on intensity, um, especially if you're wanting to make adaptations to your physical well being. <laughs> but that said, is yes, you need to find the right window for you to fuel your body during workout. And the reason I use those terms so specifically is it is not so much about, you know, what you take in or what that is. You want something on hand for your body to know, yes, I'm safe. Yes, I have something here to use. So yes, I can use other things. Maybe it's not using exactly what you ate, but it's using your food storage because it knows it has that to process. Um, There's multiple studies on this. We see it all the time with pre-workout fueling athletes and other things. I'm not saying you need to be loaded down, feeling heavy, like the night before carb feast, not what I'm talking about, like I did in high school football, but you do need something in your stomach to help you settle you. It's again, back to that coffee. Like if it's all that's in your stomach, the moment you start to get that thing churning and burning, it's gonna come back at you. And that's where we see the biggest problems. If you've ever been in a workout and just felt like you've crashed in the middle of it and can't understand why because you slept great, you have no problems in life with stress and you just crash in the middle of it, most likely is there's no fuel in that tank um, when I've worked with folks in the past on nutrition this is one of the biggest things we work on because most of them find that one, all of a sudden performance goes up in the gym, so they feel better in workouts they lift heavier in workouts they start trying harder in workouts and all of a sudden things starts to change outside of that they see better results, not in the gym per se, but in the mirror, in the pant size, and all of that, because the body is now taking what is there, pushing it into the workout, and also using that fuel immediately on hand. So that will help folks when you go to workout, is having something a little bit in there as a pre-workout. So Nick, for you, what time frame do you usually eat before you work out?
1: So I'm usually like an hour to about an hour and a half type person. If I start pushing about two hours out, I snack before I work out. That's just me. Um, and again, the stuff I eat pre-workout is lots of yogurt. I, yogurt is a great source of protein. Um, bars, bananas, and then like we were talking about earlier, those good kind of lightweight, healthy carbs that aren't gonna weigh you down, but are gonna give you that efficient energy that's gonna just like help you crush that workout and then go from there.
0: That's a great point. Is Nick talked about all lightweight foods that he knows his body can digest and work through. I'm not talking have a Thanksgiving dinner here. Of course but not. like, have something that you know you can digest. And this is where we'll talk later about experimentation and trying things for yourself. For me, it's closer to workout. Like I'm a half hour to an hour guy. It's not big, It's um, it used to be on my drive to the gym, it used to be I had a half hour drive to the gym, I would eat as I was leaving the parking lot, a serving of grapes and a serving of deli meat. So it was like 30 grams of carbohydrate, 30 grams of protein. Um, and from there, it would help me feel better from when I had lunch in the afternoon. So I had something in my system to get me through an hour of training. It was fantastic. I actually saw a lot of really good things and could notice when I didn't have that. Um, and so that's my recommendation is find what works for you in that half hour to hour window. If you're like Nick and you find that the hour to two hour window is better, that's fantastic. Maybe you can get away with a little more fuel. And that's where you can start playing with the ups and downs there um, in pre-workout. But again, we recommend some type of carbohydrate, some type of protein source, half hour to two hours before you work out. So for my morning folks, you know, you're getting up at 6 a.m. If you're waking up at 5.30, maybe you need to set the alarm to 5.15 Maybe you need to set that alarm to 5 a.m. I would argue you need to have it at 5 a.m. So you can get up, get moving, and be awake when you're coming in at 6 a.m. And have some fuel in your system. I promise that 6 a.m. workout will not be as torturous for you. This is also where I talked about it. I snack on my gummy bears. When I'm in a pinch and I'm like, I won't have time between clients and training, I grab a pack of gummy bears. I know I can digest them. I know I feel fine on them. And that little bit of sugar burst helps me when I get into the 14-minute AMRAP to have a little gas in my tank to go.
1: Totally, and I think w- what you're talking about is great because it really shows you that it doesn't have to be like that much food. Give no. me something lightweight, like again for me, I swear by bananas, a banana like 10 minutes before a workout and like you're gonna crush that thing. Um, whatever it is, like it, it has to be something that you are comfortable eating and it's going to just give you that little burst of energy. I have, a, I have two different stories from clients.
0: One is they are the sasuma or Cutie. They eat one of those and they feel great. Another was four to five grapes. Four to five grapes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's very one, specific. how did you get that scientific with it? And they're like, don't worry. It's just, it's what I believe in. I'm like, great. So I always challenge them. Did you eat six grapes today? But again, they're trying it and they see results from it. So give that a shot. All ah, right, so we talked about feeling the workout, feeling good in the workout. Let's talk post-workout, Nick. All right. What are you enjoying post-workout?
1: Oh man, post-workout, I will, whatever it is, I will eat. <laughs> usually protein, I'm, I am, my goals, I'm trying to put a little bit of muscle on myself. Um, so within an hour, hour and a half, I am usually eating some form of uh, animal protein is usually my goal. Again, if I don't have that or if it's a little bit smaller window before the next client comes in, again, I swear by the yogurt. I stuff yogurt down my face. It is high in protein. It tastes great. I mix it with some jam. It's delicious. Um, But that's usually what I go for. And you want like a full meal after you work out, ideally. Like You want those vegetables. You want those carbs. You want to have a balanced meal. For me, the star of the show is always going to be that protein because, again, that's just what my goals are. But post-workout it should be a full party of food
0: yeah i think that's really important to understand is food is there so there is you know taking yourself from that fight or flight state to the rest and digest state starting that recovery process starting that muscle building process starting the adaptation to the stress so you can handle more things in life that's where the food comes into if you can settle yourself down so that you feel like eating that's the goal. If you never feel like eating post-workout, one, we need to talk about the stressors in the workout. And are you calming yourself down post-workout? If you're not calming yourself down and you feel like you can't eat, that tells me we're doing something wrong. So we need to fix that. Secondly, we want to make our body start adapting to what we're doing. A lot of people focus on recovery. I focus on adaptation. So if you understand the difference between the two words, adaptation means you change and get better. Recovery just means you Keep your set point. That's why during season, athletes try and just recover to the next game. They don't really try and improve. Out of season, they try and adapt. It's where they'll take away some of those things that they utilize for recovery out of season so their body adapts and changes to be better for the next season. Um, and you can do the same thing in your life. Days in which you're really sore, use the recovery tools. Use the other recovery things. Days in which you just know you want to change and adapt or you're feeling good, change and adapt it. With that all said, I want to remind you that it doesn't, Nick talked about it being a big meal there. It doesn't have to be. Nick mentioned that it was a snack at times. That is perfect too. Maybe you know you have a family dinner at 7 p.m. You get done with working out at six. Yeah, grab a quick snack, wait till dinner, eat then. You know, maybe it's a later dinner. Maybe you worked out at noon and you know that you're not going to have enough time for a meal because you're squeezing in your lunch hour, so you snack on a little bit of things and you wait two to three hours to get that big meal on. That's fine too. Same thing goes with breakfast. It's all, all of that is okay. What we, what we try and tell you is get something in that first hour afterwards. It can be a protein shake, it can be yogurt, it can be a piece of deli meat, it can be a piece of fruit. I push people to eat a little more carbohydrate, especially for my body composition folks, because that's when your body's yearning to burn them. They're like, I need energy, I need sources. So the moment that hits your palate, you're, Senses and taste buds are going to go, Oh, this is a carbohydrate. Great, let's start processing that. Let's start pulling that into the system. Let's start pumping that out to the muscles. Let's start building the energy from there to make ourselves feel better. So immediately you'll start to feel better. Boom, 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 boom. All of that starts to add. I think that's where people forget when we talk post workout is when we're around that workout window, that's your, I call it fluffy zone or kind of leeway zone because you can fit more calories into that area to change your body so if you're trying to build muscle it's a great time to fuel you up fill you up get you going um and get you moving there if you're trying to lean out guess what your body's most readily to use what you have on hand and not store it if you understand what storing means aka the side pinch that i do on my gut right now that's storage (laughs) so if you're trying to take away that little love handle over there the food focused around your workouts and you might see a change in the mirror in the body composition area that's super important for some of us so just think on that and think of how you can fuel that now what we haven't talked about with all of this is preparation oh yeah nick what do you bring with you almost every day yogurt yogurt
1: again the trend is there
0: (laughs) nick brings yogurt and he has jam here most days you see me walk in with a giant suitcase of food every day like, that is with the understanding that I'm not going to have to run and go find food. I'm coming prepared. So that way my thought process and brain just grabs and eats and know it's healthy. So I don't have to make the tough decision of, what do I eat healthy at McDonald's today? <laughs> Jeez, it's hard. Or it's like, oh crap, I have 10 other meetings to get to, I don't have time to think on this. So having something you know readily on hand and prepared, either pre or post can be really advantageous for you. So. Plan on that when you're thinking about these things in life. Um, What else with post-workout do we wanna think about in terms of volume? Like how much food should we be?
1: Again, it all is just gonna depend on your goals. Um, As you said, like if if we're trying to lose that weight, that calorie deficit usually needs to be about 100, 200 calories. And kinda just piggyback off what Ben said, that meal prep is gonna give you way more leeway to control the amount of calories and what you're eating. Um, so don't get me wrong, I struggle with this myself. You know, Sunday rolls around, I'm sure a lot of us don't really wanna just sit in the kitchen and cook for two hours for the rest of the week, but that prep is gonna be huge, and again, if you're serious about, you know, your body composition and trying to adapt it to the ways that you want, that meal prep is gonna be super, super important for you.
0: Well, and even if it's not meal prepping, it's meal planning. Exactly. Right. If you know, hey, Tuesday night we're going to dinner here, or I'm buying Chipotle for the fam. Great. Buy an extra meal so you have it for lunch the next day. Or, great, I'm going to eat half of this today. I'm gonna eat half of this tomorrow after my workout. You know, having that readily available or that plan in place, so when shit hits the fan, you at least have something to lean on. I talked to a client the other day. They love DoorDash. They love ordering food. They love the availability of. I hit three buttons and the food gets delivered to my door. Fantastic. I told them to find options that are healthy. Like, you can keep with that. Be lazy. I am lazy. Sunday rolls around. I don't want to cook anymore. I don't want to do anything anymore. It's Sunday night, but I know I need to eat healthy. I have about three or four go-tos. And it's always funny, because my girlfriend and I, we just walk through the go-tos. Mm, this is the one we're going with today. And we, we nail it. I don't say it's always perfect, but more times out of not, it's Better than what it could be. So I think that's where we need to remember is having that plan for what we might intake pre and what we might intake post is really important.
1: It's super important. And again, especially for the people that are trying to put muscle on, because if you if you get to that point where you're like, oh man, my stomach's grumbling, I'm really, really hungry, if you kind of get to that point. You've already missed your window a little bit on when you should have fueled your body. Normally when we feel grumbly like that, your body, that's where it's gonna take those amino acids out of your own muscles and burn them for fuel, i.e. your body will start eating its own muscles. And it, you can feel it. When we all get that grumbly stomach in our feeling, that's when it's happening. Um, and it doesn't take very long sometimes. And that's why you know, that prep of the food is super important. Again, getting back to my muscle gainers. Like, you gotta have that thing ready to go so you know that you're not gonna be going throughout your day kind of missing that window of intake.
0: Exactly. All right, so how do we figure out how this works for you? Any recommendations, Nick?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're we're all different as we've clarified a couple times here. Uh, What we got written on our board here is we gotta experiment, right? We should be eating a little bit of everything. Right. I know some of us have dietary restrictions, of course, that don't, you know, certain foods don't agree with your body. You know, lactose intolerant people, that's, a, you know, a very common example. Um, but, you know, human beings, we're omnivores. We're meant to eat a little bit of everything. And making sure that we have that broad variety is where we should start. And then once we've kind of eaten everything and we know what we like and don't like, that's where you can start to kind of narrow down your food list maybe to, again, you know, match your goals. Exactly.
0: It's also where experimentation allows you to meet whatever diet, nutrition plan, meal plan, whatever you're focused on working on, whether it's intermittent fasting, keto, vegan, carnivore, omnivore, paleo, zone, you name it, you can make this work around your workouts. I have clients that tell me, hey, I can't meet with you in the morning because my intermittent fast doesn't break till here. Go, great, make sure you eat, and then we'll meet afterwards. like perfect thank you that'll make me feel better yes of course so do that but build that around your plan if your nutritional plan doesn't work or isn't sustainable for you it's not going to meet your goals so that's the big thing so like experiment with things try things you know like we might have opinions on all of these different nutrition plans pull us aside we'll give them to you if you want but otherwise try these things and see how fueling your workout helps you reach your goals and I think the more you can experiment and try it be okay with ah crap I feel like crap in this workout I should probably change also be okay with hey wait a minute eating before I didn't feel sick and I felt really good in the workout be okay with that change I promise you more often than not you'll be surprised at the experiment and what happens because a lot of folks will go no 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 I could never eat before workout and then all of a sudden they eat a handful of grapes do a workout and PR for no reason whatsoever and go, oh, yeah, it does, it does feel a lot better. <laughs> Must have been the one extra grape I had that day. Yes, <laughs> But in all seriousness, try things, test things. That's that's the beauty of all of this. It's the same thing we do in class with weights and things as we try things out and we see what happens. So experiment with eating something before workout and eating something right after workout. And see how it helps you reach your goals. If you have questions on any of this, reach out. Nick and I are open books on all this stuff. We can definitely help you. We haven't mentioned Robin because she walked out of the gym, but she will help you more than both of us probably too. So if you have any questions, again, reach out to her.
1: Nick, any last final thoughts? Just that food is medicine. The food is the medicine. Y'all, eat your food. Good things will happen. Exactly.
0: All right, gang. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you have questions, again, reach out. Otherwise, see you in the gym. Hopefully, well-fed or ready
1: to eat post. There we go. All right, see y'all.